We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to the Big Cat Chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin and I'm joined by my co-host Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm great, Jack. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Um, a bit of, a, a, bit of a, a sad time has happened since we last recorded, hasn't it? Very, yeah. Very uh, unexpected. Yes. Um, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has heard the news already. Uh, Paul Green, the former coach of the Cowboys, who won them their first premiership in 2015, lost his life last week. Um, it has since come out that he uh, took his own life. Um, and, you know, it's been over a week now and I'm still almost completely lost for words with what to say even about this at all. It's... um, It was... When... I remember like a few people have said this, but I saw like his photo come up on, um, I think it was a bloke in the bar Instagram. And I immediately thought, oh, he's gotten a coaching gig or something. Cause I know that his name was in the mix for, you know, assistant coach at Dolphins. And there's a few coaching positions popping up at the moment. Um, and then to have read that he was 49 and he had lost his life was just something that it's just so, it was so jarring. And I think, but in the NRL community, it's not, for me, it didn't feel like it, it feels when like a celebrity passes away or something like that. But I feel like in the NRL community, it just feels like he's like one of us and these people are quite relatable. Um, and to see that he his life was lost so soon with, you know, his wife and his young kids was just, it was such a strange feeling. And then to have found out later on the cause of his death, was just like it was devastating um it was devastating and like hearing and and seeing that he was interviewed a week before that and he seemed so fine and hearing all of his friends talk about how he seemed fine like I just feel so horrible for those around him because like you'd be at such a loss at how this happened and what you could have done to to have fixed it um, and it's one of those circumstances, just like any time this happens, where you just wish this Paul could have seen how much he meant to everybody because the outpouring of support and grief after he died was so significant. And I wish that he knew that that's the impact that he had on so many that he knew and didn't even know because he obviously didn't feel that way in his last moments. And that is so tragic. Yeah, it's absolutely horrifying to think of. And especially that, you know, depression is something that doesn't discriminate and it can get everyone. And, you know, this is proof of it because Paul must have felt, you know, so horrible leading up to that moment, you know, about everything. Obviously you would if you're going to do that. 
that then like the average Joe would probably, you know, be more than happy on the surface to trade lives with him. And it just shows that you don't know sometimes what is going on. And it is absolutely awful. And, you know, we've seen over the years, other rugby league personalities have come out and said that they've had deals with depression and stuff like that. And you do wonder what else can we do as a game and as a society. Um, I thought Jonathan Thurston spoke beautifully mm. with what he said about how we need to change the she'll be right culture. Yes. Because it is, it's a massive, it's a massive issue. You know, I know, I know Paul was 49 years old, but I know that at least for men, you know, 18 to 30, suicide is the number one killer in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it it's just absolutely awful. And like you said, you know, if he'd seen the outpouring of love that people had for him after it happened, I, I you know, who knows whether that would have changed anything because, you know, he mustn't have known how much, yeah, everyone out there cared for him. You know, I, di- I didn't realise how much I cared about Paul Green. Me either. I always, it was I such a strange him, feeling. Me yeah. too, but I didn't know I would be that. Like, it surprised me. And I felt like uneasy with the feeling that I felt yeah. um reading it it was because I, I felt like I felt like I was um selfish for being that upset when I didn't know him I don't yeah. know I felt like I was being silly almost but it was just crazy because it's someone who was like larger than life like you remember you know the grand final and him banging on the glass and like that will be forever in our minds and you kind of like rode that with him and the whole like resurrection of the cowboys back then and all that kind of thing and then when he's gone it's it's it was it's just something you just never expect in a million years and I think what you say as well about how on the surface you would never have thought that there was any issue and there's lots of people that would have swapped lives with him and that's such a good point because like mental illness does not have a look and it does not discriminate so you can have the best life in the world and be severely affected by a mental illness or you can go through a lot of trials and you know tribulations in your life and not be as affected by a mental illness it's not something that's determined by what you necessarily go through and I think that's been a really big wake-up call especially for me and just for I think a lot of the people in the league is that you it's important to always I guess check in with your friends and um it's hard to even say like pick up for any signs because sometimes there are no signs. I guess the biggest message is just to always, I guess, um, speak to anyone that you encounter with kindness. I mean, I think especially in the, in, if you look at Twitter, for example, people get into little fights on Twitter all the time and we're so quick. I see a lot of people so quick to being like nasty or, you know, being mean about someone's appearance or just it's very easy to do that when you're on a screen. But there is a person behind that. And even though they might not, they might disagree with you about your football team or they might say something you didn't like about your favourite player. It is so important to know that you're talking to a person and you have no idea what that person's going through that day, that year or in, in their life in general. And I think it's just such a big reminder to just soften up, especially on an app like that, um, because it's it's hard to say this is preventable, but I think it can be preventable. Suicides can, you know, be in a way preventable if everyone is just a tiny bit nicer to those around them. Yeah. Like I later that that evening I went to tweet something and I thought, you know what? Like just don't 
and I started erasing a tweet because I was like, it's a yeah. bit dickheadish. And I was like, I, f- I can't even remember who it was about. It was about a footy player. Mm. And I thought, you mm. know what, they're, they're probably not even going to see it. But in the off mm-hmm. chance that they do and they are also having, you know, a terrible, terrible time, that's the last thing they need to see. And I mean, I thought the same. I thought the same thing about myself and, you know, we obviously have and I, I – I don't think there's anything wrong with having like villains in rugby league and having the people that you kind of love to hate, not yeah. truly hate, but like love to hate in an NRL sense. But then I thought to myself, and I'm someone who frequently tweets about Gutho and DCE and players like that. And it's not coming from a place of true hate at all whatsoever. Like it's a football field only thing. Um, but I did think to myself, I'm like, hang on, is, is it a bit much? Like it might be funny to me, but this is a person. And as you said, there is, very little chance that they see that but we never know what might be going on under the surface and sometimes just seeing even joking tweets or something like that they'll think well why does this person hate me so much why do all these people like and support a tweet that hates me and I thought like like I need to look at myself as well and what I tweet out there yeah because like you know we've all thought probably at some point like oh I'm not a bad person so it's okay but Mm, like we can still do something without meaning to yeah upset someone and still upset them we've all been you know unintentionally been dickheads at some point in our life and upset someone Mm. um and we've all you know done it you know purposely before as well and Mm. sometimes it yeah something horrible like this happens but if there's anything you know positive we can take out of it it's just to be more i guess aware of what we can do to help others around us And also, you know, if there's anyone out there, you know, listening to this who's going through any issues or maybe they know someone who is, there is help out there. Um, You know, you can go to your doctor, get a mental health plan. It's all very simple. It works very well. I know I've had to take advantage of some of those services a couple of times in my adult life. Yep. And you know what? It works great. Perhaps mm-hmm. you might go see someone and they might not be the match for you. That's okay. Someone else will. You know, there mm-hmm. there is a way to help everyone out there. You know, if you if you I broke think... your ankle, you go to the doctor for that. Exactly. And we just got to treat and it I... like that. That's exactly right. You know, physical illness is fine. You go get help and you fix yourself. And if you have um, symptoms that continue for a broken leg or for, you know, a pulled muscle or something like that, you will continue to get help. But that doesn't seem to be the same um, thought process for mental health issues. I especially think that's for men. Um, I find as a woman, it's very easy to talk about my feelings with the women around me. Um, It's very easy to cry. It's part of, you know, I guess it's seen as part of a female that you're emotional and you get that out. But I have seen the other side of the spectrum where men feel like they can't do that and that it's um, emasculating for them. And that um, that's not what they're meant to do as a man. To, and this is men very close to me as well. And I think that is a big problem. And I think that's a big problem in rugby league as well, which is compounded by that hyper-masculinity that comes with the NRL. Um, and men's mental health is the biggest thing I think we need to hone in on because it's not as easy for them to talk about our feelings. And even seeing people say, talk about it to a friend, you know, it's so much easier said than done. So I think that if, yeah, if you are feeling awful and you're feeling like you don't, aren't comfortable talking to anybody, 
see a professional because that is their job and that's what they do all the time. And they will not be able to fix your problems, but they will be able to give you tools to be able to handle them better and start to feel better slowly. And it's not a quick fix. It's not a one session and you're done kind of thing. But the tools that these amazing psychologists and psychiatrists can give you, uh, you know, they will last your whole life and they are always there for you. So I think that, yeah, if anyone's feeling like that, that can't be encouraged enough. We both, we've both had great experiences with it um, and it's just so important. Yeah, it's something that definitely as a society we need to be better at and just more aware of because, like, it's just not acceptable for us to keep losing people like this, is it? No. So, uh, yeah, and, yeah, if anybody out there is struggling, um, you know, even message our page if you just need someone to talk to. Honestly. And, yeah, we'll give you a response. We will talk to you. We're happy to help in any way we can, even if you want some advice on what these places are like, you know, anything like that. On any of our uh, social media platforms, yeah, like yeah. contact us. In my, you know, we'll see it. Sometimes messages do get tied up. I'm definitely guilty of not always checking mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, you know, please, please, please. Like we care about all of you. I definitely care about everyone on Twitter. I feel like they're my yeah. friends, even though I've never met most of them. Um, and so if, if there's nobody else in your life and it's that platform you need to get support from, there are so many people on Twitter that are there for everybody. Yeah, I 100% agree with everything you said just then. Uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Paul Green. Into your way with the Premiership! So, breaking news as for when we're recording this. Uh, everyone listening's probably already heard this news. Um, <laughs> the NRL, or the Australian Rugby League Commission, has confirmed that the 2022 Grand Final will be held at Acor Stadium in Sydney. The saga is finally over for a year. Yes. (laughs) Kind of feels redundant Uh, now because it just ended up being the same place it was always going to be. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's like, what was all that fuss about? Um, Yeah. But um, great news for, I guess, everyone besides me who can go to the grand final in Sydney. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're just just about (laughs) the only Penrith fan. Without some sort of I know, state. I have to admit, this is so awful, but I was like, oh, you know, it's not the worst thing if it's in Queensland because then everyone has to suffer with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I'll be honest, I was desperate for it to stay. Um, you know, like I was sat there thinking about I was confident the entire time it would still be in Sydney. Um, yeah, I just thought it was too. a bit of, a bit of um, trying to call the government's bluff to get them to back it up because Sydney has a lot to lose economically from the entire grand final week if they lose the yeah, grand I, final. Um, it would be a massive call, a massive call. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they didn't make it. It's stupid. Oh, it would have been absolutely stupid. Um, I just remember like, like in moments where I'd be worrying about it, thinking like, well, this isn't fair. You know, last year we mm. had our grand final where it was amazing, but now I want a normal mm-hmm. one. You know, totally. No, it was just, yeah. I was glad that we got last year where we got the weird one, but now I want one where I can go straight from the game back to Penrith and like celebrate and stuff like that. And like, oh, without a doubt. And like, I know they were using it as like a governmental tool, I guess. Um, but it's not, it's not right. Like, it's, it was, it was silly to me, the whole premise behind it. Completely unnecessary, wasn't it? 
so unnecessary. Yeah, and I get that PBR wanted to get things done, but um, this is not the way to do it. Um, and it kind of just bit out of touch, you know. Um, bit out of touch. Yeah, it was almost as if like ah, oh, it doesn't matter, you know. We want this, but don't worry about what the people who will go to the game. Exactly. About, it's not you know? really thinking. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, people that may already have plans in place and stuff like that as well. Um, just it, yeah, it's seven weeks away. Yeah, it's so soon. So um, sad. This season's about to be over. I'm so sad about that. I know. It feels weird. It um, does feel weird. It just happens. Like, it's like origin comes and I feel like the origin period feels like it goes for about 100 years. And then it's just like everything's a blink after that. Yeah. Like, you have the early season excitement. Um then out of nowhere, it just feels like people are starting to name their hypothetical origin teams. Yeah. And then, and then like that just drags on for yeah, what feels like the wait between Never. two Olympic games. Like it really does. Yeah. And then yeah, then the last bit, it just seems to all wrap up into one. Yeah. But I I am so, so excited for the final series. Me too. Me too. This um, is like the most exciting one we've had in such a long time yeah. and it's nerve-wracking and it's so exciting i mean i have three weddings so i'm not going to see any of it but yeah. <laughs> good times but um it's a terrible it's a terrible year to have three weddings in the final series that's all i'll say because who knows what's going to happen like i feel like every game is going to be such a cracker like last year we kind of could have predicted it i do feel the south kind of popped out of nowhere towards the end of last year similar to this year um but I feel like apart from that we could really kind of like get a gauge on who's going to win what but this year I couldn't tell you who's going especially in I couldn't tell you I don't reckon I could confidently tip any game of that first week of finals if the ladder was to stay the same as it is now yeah no I swear about four weeks ago I could have but now I have no idea because no idea it's so true like the whole theory about styles make fights where you go a team like Parramatta is perfectly set up to beat Penrith. But then, like, will Parramatta even get the opportunity to verse Penrith because they're not that great? So, uh, it, it like... I, like, we're back to the, are they going to make the eight? We're back to that again. Yeah. And I feel like with Parramatta, it's just, like, one week we're saying, oh, my God, they're amazing. They can do it. And then the next week we're saying, are they going to even get the chance to do that? Um, and then you've got teams like the Roosters and the Rabbitohs who are really, like, they are looking so good. They're looking so good at the right time. You've got teams like the Cowboys who are looking a bit shaky now. I'm not super impressed with them at the moment. Brisbane, you don't really know what you're going to get. Sharks are looking kind of quietly looking pretty good. And then you've got teams like the Raiders who might sneak on in. So, honestly, it's just anything could happen. It's very exciting. Yeah, it feels like it's been a few years since we've had a top eight like this where there are genuine questions. Like I remember when we had Anthony Griffin as our coach um, and we weren't that great, but we'd still make the finals every year and we would get to the finals having finished like anywhere between fifth and eighth. And you'd still have that glimmer of hope that you could win the grand final. Yeah. And like, like as as long as you got through week one, you're going into week two going, it could happen this year, you know? And you're like trying to weigh up like which of those opponents you best want to verse in the grand final and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so exciting. It feels like there's been a couple of years since um, fans of those teams in those positions have been able to do that. 
but this year, like yeah. anything is possible. I've Absolutely. found it really interesting looking at the posts that NRL have been putting on their socials about the best and worst possible finishes of teams. Mm-hmm. And like halfway down, like the bottom eight, you're going, what, they can still finish eighth? It's crazy. It's wild. It's, um, we all get a bit doomsday at times about mm. the NRL, but it's been, it's been a very, very good and exciting year, I think, because it's been nobody, a fantastic season. Yeah, nobody has been able to relax, you know? Like, no. And what, it's, um, I mean, as well, I feel like it's been kind of like a, not a help, but like Nathan's suspension and um, our injuries as well have, um, it's kind of thrown a spanner in the works because we're getting really tested right now, um, which is kind of exciting to watch. You know, you don't have that same feeling where you're like, oh, we're playing tonight, we're going to win. It's a matter of how much by. Um, so it's um, honestly, what a narrative this year. What a narrative. Yeah, like honestly, the fact that, you know, it's changing with every single game that's going by. Like, you know, if yeah. we win, if we win tonight, we are the minor premiers, yeah. but you know, oh, a yeah, week ago, yeah, well, a week ago, two yeah. weeks ago, we were going, oh my god, like the Cowboys are in the box seat here. Yeah, that's and, so true. But even though, yeah. even though they're looking shaky, and we're still not sure if they're going to win any more games and stuff like that. I know, and they and, technically shouldn't be anywhere near it because of that two games, the first two points that they took. Yeah, exactly. The thieving, thieving Cowboys. Um, yeah, the, the the new NRL villains. Yeah, we're going to really <laughs> pump that up because we need yeah. the heat away from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually been quite nice, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's absolutely insane to think about. Like I'm just looking at the ladder right now and you think about like we've been death riding like the Sea Eagles because they lost to the Titans and now they can't make the eight. But they can mm. technically. Mm-hmm. They can still make it. I really doubt it. But them and the Dragons can still make it it would take and it like ridiculous it'd be really funny for and against yeah it would be um because it'd have to be the roosters that would fall out for those two um and you know what if the roosters don't make the eight i'm much more comfortable with that oh, me too totally personally. they are just right place right time at the moment yeah i miss um, early season roosters <laughs> I missed the times we thought that the Roosters and Rabbitohs were both missing out. That was a wonderful yeah. time to be alive. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is – it was so realistic. I wasn't even reaching. And now it's like they could both win the premiership. It could be a Roosters-Rabbitohs grand final. I bloody oh. wish this into existence with that tweet. If – mate, if if that happens, oh I, my am, God. I am – Send crash- the bloody grand I'm- final back to Queensland. I'm, cr- I'm crashing the <laughs> wedding that you're going to be at so that I don't have to watch Oh, yeah, the absolutely, <laughs> please. Yeah, you're welcome to. Everyone's welcome Sweet. to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's um, – I'm just glad that they've made their decision because Me there too. are still 11 teams that it affects seven yeah. weeks out, which – Yeah, like, absolutely. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. So another bit of uh, news coming out is Kalen Ponga and teammate, also known as Kurt Mann. Uh, he hasn't been mentioned in many headlines. No. Were, no, they were evicted from a, a venue when they were both caught in a toilet cubicle together. Um, 
what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize a key part of this until yesterday, but it was at the same time as the Knights were playing Brisbane. Wait, what? Um, Seriously? Yeah, it was on a Saturday night at the same time oh, as the Knights getting Jesus. playing Brisbane. They weren't watching. I like, I, um, I don't know where to where to go with this. I think it's. I don't think it should be. I mean, obviously they haven't murdered anyone. They haven't hurt anybody, and that needs to be kept in mind. Like they don't deserve a ridiculous pile on for doing what so many people do frequently. If that's you know if we're correct in our assumptions, which I think we might be. Um, My issue with it it is, though, is that um, Newcastle, and and there's not a whole lot asked of a lot of these players, Um, and they're getting a lot of money in return for not being asked a whole lot. They've got a pretty good life. I think we can say that pretty safely compared to the average person who works 95 or works as a trade or something like that. Yeah. And I think for somebody who's on a very, I mean, there's been a lot of fuss caused by Kalen this year. Um, and a lot of that has been his own doing in terms of the the contract negotiation. And it just seemed to be a lot more fuss there that potentially was required. Um, he's obviously on a lot of money. He's a very good player on potential. We see how good he is um, for Queensland. But I, um, I think it's fair to question his commitment to Newcastle. I think that's fair. And I think it's fair to do that, especially arising from this, Um, just because it's an avoidable situation. Um, If he had just stayed home and done the exact same thing, um, he would have had the same outcome for his own enjoyment that night. Um, But he wouldn't have put his club in a terrible light, and that's what's happened now. And I just think when your club is struggling, this is the last thing that they need, let alone as a captain. And I think Kaylin reminds me of when at Penrith we made Matt Moylan the captain in the Griffin era because he was our best player at the time. But Matt Moylan did not want to be captain of our club. Matt wasn't a leader at that time at all. And it didn't end very well. And I'm seeing the same thing with Newcastle and Kaylin. He is the most expensive player and he is their best player. But I don't think he is the I don't think he's a leader yet. And I think that perhaps instead of thrusting him into a captain position and saying develop as a leader, I think maybe it's better to, you know, give that captaincy to somebody who is already at that club who is a leader, like David Kremer, as an example, probably a bad example right now because of the, <laughs> his own issues. But yeah. he can't, you can't question the fact that he's really dedicated. And I just think that there is reasonable questioning of that for Kalen at the moment. And I hope he turns it around because I love watching him during Origin. He, his ceiling is so high. But I just think um, it was foreseeable that this wasn't going to end well. And they should have foresaw that and not done it, in my view. Yeah, like I think the 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 bit that you mentioned to me just a moment ago about the fact that it was when they were playing Brisbane mm. is the most disappointing part about it to me. Mm-hmm. Because like who knows what they were doing in there? I'm sure we can all probably figure it out, especially when you think about the fact that they were apparently not intoxicated at all and they were only there for 25 yeah. minutes. Um, yeah. Look, it's not my thing, um, but I understand that these are 
young men in a group environment where they get paid a lot of money, they're under a lot of constant pressure and scrutiny, especially someone like Kalen Ponga. And humans need a way to release whatever. It's against the rules, whatever, but it, it's not my thing. If they're going to do that, fine. Um, but the fact that, yeah, you are club captain and that is an ambassadorial role for your club as much as it is an on-field role. And what kind of message does that send? And what else does it say about, you know, the way the Knights are at the moment? Sorry, if there was a weird sound just then, my cat decided that the microphone was a scratching pole. Um, um, yeah, um, that's the worst part of it for me is the fact that, yeah, Kalen is yeah, the Newcastle Knights captain and he needs yeah. to be doing better from that perspective. And, yeah, like we've heard a lot lately about what's going on at the Knights and, you know, bust-ups between staff and players and rumours about what the coach is saying to players behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it incidents like this do nothing to help those rumours no. that are circling. And then, no. you know, you have two other players um, dropped this week because they were late to a team bus and stuff like that. And you go... You you do you're right. You do see so many parallels between when, like, compared to when Matt Moylan was the captain at Penrith, and I guess they were in a tricky situation at the start of the year because what last year the captains were, uh, Saifidi and Brayley, and Brayley was oh and Mitchell Pierce I guess, but that was stripped of him I think because he was a, a bad fiance I believe, um, to put it mildly. Um, mm. and yeah, but like Brayley had that a long was had a long term injury and he was going to be missing for most of the year. And I believe that a lot of the talk around Saifidi was that he just basically wanted to concentrate on being a starter every week for Newcastle because that is one position where they are pretty much stacked. Like their, th their mm. third choice front rower was playing for the Blues in game three. Um, but you look at some of the other senior players there, like Tyson Frizzell. Um, There's so think, many. Yeah, they've got a fair, you know, and, and uh, I don't know. It's, I just, yeah, I feel like, I feel like he wouldn't even want the captaincy. I don't think he does. I don't think he would even care that much. So I don't no. know what the obsession is with keeping his, him as captain. And he, this, I mean, stuff like this does show that he doesn't overly care about being the captain of his club. Because as we said, it was these days, I know it sucks, but there are people out there that will film you doing things when you're in the public eye. And those people suck. Like, don't be like those people. They yeah. film you and they sell, you know, they sell it, which is shit. But like, it doesn't excuse, like, I don't know. I've got a little, like, I don't have a whole lot of tolerance for it. And I'm not, I mean, as I say, it's not my thing either. I have never done that what they were allegedly doing, but so, and I'm, my life's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so to hear like, you know, yeah, exactly. could he yeah. potentially just manage to have not done it that night, you know, yeah. um, um, you know, it's, um, I do lose a little bit of the tolerance, but I'll let boys be boys and they're just young guys, blah, blah, blah. I lose a little bit of tolerance for that just because of the yeah. position that they're in. Um, it's a bit of a payoff for me. It's like you, you're getting paid a lot of money and unfortunately, you know, whether they like it or not, part of that is being a role model and part of that is, I yeah. guess, um, 
not bringing your club into disrepute. Yeah. So you just need to, if you do it at home privately and you know no one's not going to get out, then that's one thing. Because um, I know so many of them do and we're not naive to that. But just be smarter. You owe it to your club to be smarter than that and your fans right now in a time that's already not very nice for them. Yeah, and especially when you think that they are very aware of what their responsibilities and their duties are to their club and to the mm-hmm. game in general. And, you know, someone like Kaylin who has plenty of, you know, um, like brand deals yeah, and sponsorships and the like personally for himself, as well as, you know, like you've just got to be conscious of the image on top of all of it. And yeah. Because if they just want to be footy players who go out and, um, you know, allegedly do drugs in toilet cubicles, then Mm. play park footy because Mm -hmm. you're going to quickly realise how much better it is to, you know, stay clean and be playing Mm -hmm. State of Origin. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same goes for someone. Sorry. No, you go. I was just going to say the same goes for Kurt Mann as well. He's a senior player. He has been a professional in rugby league for like, what, 10 years now? Yeah. He, he, out of the two of them, is probably the one that should know even better. Yeah. And he has gotten off lightly because... He's not the biggest name. But he's not the household name that Caelan Ponger is. No, Exactly. And um, I think it's important, like, there's a fine line here because, I mean, I don't judge them as people for this because um, I'd be judging a lot of people if that was the case. And I don't care what they choose to do in their spare time, whatever, if you want to drink a lot, if you want to do drugs, that is entirely up to you. Um, like, live your life. So I don't judge them as people. I don't think less of them as people at all, whereas I do when it comes to, like, the Manly Seven and, like, Jack DeBellin, just to name a few. Um, so I think there's a fine line between not hammering them to the extent because what they've done is not um, hurting people. But then there is also a side of it that needs to be like, okay, saying that, not smart. Come on, guys. You owe it to your club to be a bit better. If I was a Newcastle fan, I'd be filthy. Um, hopefully they learn from this. And also, like, there is still a very minimum, like, risk that it can hurt someone too. Like... <laughs> It, it, you know, most likely everyone's going to be fine. Mm. But, you know, is it worth the risk of all of those multiple things that we've just listed? And surely it's not. And like you said, if you're going to do it, just, yeah, do it at home. You've Stay probably home. got a very lovely I just don't think the risk reward house. is that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he bought a house. Why should he should have just gone oh, isn't, at the isn't house? that what he was doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was celebrating his house. I mean, yes. come on, <laughs> what better places, Caitlin? Um, yeah, I just feel like the risk first reward um, is really low at the moment. Uh, is is really low um, in terms of this situation. But you know what? Hopefully, they learn from it. I don't understand why you have to be taught this lesson because um, we know there's yeah. people out there who are going <laughs> to record you doing something untoward. But you know. I guess now there's no excuses moving forward for them. Yeah, like should have learned from last year when in the same week, well, in like two days in a row or something, we had Reese Walsh, um, Cameron Munster Brandon and Smith. Brandon Smith all at once. And and you know what? Like, I mean, I thought as well, I had the same opinion. I was just like, you're not normal guys. So you don't get the same luxuries as normal guys because you're on 
so much more money yeah. than them and you know um and you know that it's part of your contract it's literally part of your contract um but at the same time looking back at those instances at least that was when the season was finished and um yeah. <laughs> they were they were celebrating to let off a little bit of steam and I think they're the ones that got caught but let me tell you they would have been probably 95 percent of the football players in the same position whereas oh, yeah. I actually don't feel the same can be said for during the season um I might be super naive but I actually did think it was a little bit strange for that to happen when the season was still running at the same time as their team was playing. And while you're out on concussion, I did think that was strange or injured. I I, it, I don't know. I could be naive and maybe there's a whole group of them doing it, but I just found that a little bit strange. I found it that element of it very weird too, yeah. because I remember when Andrew Johns came out and spoke about his um, drug taking during his career. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that, you know, he'd been doing it for 10 years, but he would do it in the off season. And there was probably like twice or three times where mm-hmm. he, I believe he used the word said played Russian roulette and mm-hmm. did it during the season and risked, yeah, being tested on the Monday. And there yeah. were a couple of times where he thought I could get done here. Yep. Stressful. And Unwanted yeah, stress. I don't, I, I, surely it just adds to your stress. Like that's not blowing off steam. That's no, insane. it's not blowing off steam. <laughs> If that's that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of Brent. We love Brent on this podcast, but yeah. Brent Naden, you know, all these, the night before the grand final. Yeah. What was going, what goes through their heads? I, I just, know. what goes through their heads? Um, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't and, get it. It's not, yeah, surely sure, it's not that good. <laughs> and surely, yeah, I know. I know. Like, like it can't be that good. <laughs> like there are probably, good. there are probably people listening to this going, well, you don't know. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, um, it's very clear. We don't know. We're never going to find out. It's the best way yeah. to be, I think. <laughs> yeah, like I, I prefer regular beers. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> that's enough for me. That's yeah, like the, how can like it can't be an education thing. It can't be. Because it's just a moment. Regular people just had know. moments. Yeah, I know. They've just had moments. They've just had silly moments, and um. Oh, I just would be annoyed if I was a Newcastle fan because yeah. I just think it's the last thing they need right now and it was an avoidable incident. But as we said before, I don't judge, I don't feel, I don't think any less of these people as people at all whatsoever. Um, and um, they don't deserve personal attacks on them no, as people for no, this. Yeah. But I do think it's super fair to question their dedication to their club. I think that's 100%. Fair at the 100%. It yeah. raises certain questions. Um, it does. And like we, you know, as naive as we might have sounded at some moments during this, we yeah. do we are aware that it's a societal issue, you know. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And I like yeah. If I'm if I'm at like the pub and I go to the toilet, I know that oh. all those people in the cubicles don't just have the sniffles. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And you know but, what, as we said as well, it's that's a personal choice and absolutely live your life. Like yeah. that is I'm so all for that if that's what you want to do. Um, just like people who want to go and drink a lot, just like people who don't want to drink at all. It's all personal choice. But I do think as well, if your personal choice is, um, you know, forms part of your contract, that is when it becomes, come on, guys, think twice. And also don't try and then just blame society for those issues when it's it's a a choice. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it was all choices and they've clearly made the wrong choice. Um, Yeah. They've made I, a mistake and hopefully they learn from it. Yeah. I just really liked the 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 voice of the security guard. 
Oh my god. Ooh, this is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't tell if he was actually surprised and happy or if I he was know, just being a I massive smart ass. I think he was just being a smart ass. <laughs> it was funny. If so, give that man a raise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, well, getting on to some Penrith Panthers chat. Um, last Thursday, we lost 16-0 to the Melbourne Storm. Um, Actually, quickly, can we just get yeah. off? I need to get off my chest. Yes, of course. Um, that Dylan Edwards played the greatest milestone game of all time against oh, Canberra. the Raiders, and we didn't Canberra, get to talk about it. Of course. No, let's yeah. talk about Canberra. So let's talk about it really briefly because we yep. can't let this moment pass. Vindication. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the best. Like, that man, that man carried our team that night. Um, and look what happened when he was gone against Melbourne. Yeah. I feel like this Dylan Edwards agenda, which I will honestly say started as a joke, is becoming <laughs> real <laughs> before my eyes. And I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. So, um, yeah, Raiders game was – it's so funny that we had two games that were so opposite because it's weird, like, talking about them at the same time. It's, like, weird they were one week apart from each other. But, yeah, the Raiders game was amazing. Um, it was one of my favourite games all season, I think, the Raiders game. Um, just because we were up against it, we did have a couple of outs and the way they, and we were hammered at the beginning. They were like not mucking around the Raiders and the way we kind of got ourselves out of that um, and finished so well, I was so impressed by that performance. Yeah. Like when you speak about Dylan, it was everything that is good about Dylan. We saw yeah. in that game, you know? Yeah. It was the work, the intensity, the mm -hmm. taking hits for the team, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was paying off, you know? Yeah. He wasn't playing like Benji Marshall because he's not Benji Marshall. He's Dylan Edwards and he did what he does really well. And who knows like what that scoreline would have been without Dylan Edwards there as the one of the focal points in attack rather than someone who mm. is on the end of the attacks. Um, and, yeah, you're right, because they, they came to play. They were they were up for it for eight minutes. Um, <laughs> the, the ambush was on. Um, I mean, the real ambush came in the press conference. Yes. Um, the, yeah, they, they, saved their <laughs> they saved their most savage attack for... Yeah. Yeah, about half an hour after the game had finished. Um, aside from Nick Chotrich trying to rip Dylan Edwards' head off. Um, I mean, they had to do... I mean, everyone yeah. said, even like my siblings who aren't Panthers fans, they like they were out to try and hammer yeah. Dylan that night. That was obviously oh, the yeah. game plan. Yeah. And I think that's going to happen. I think people are really like figuring it out. Um, who would have ever thought that that would be another team's game plan was like trying to diminish Dylan Edwards. But anyway, here yeah. we are. And um, I think that if he plays, I think he's playing tonight, I think the same thing will happen. Um, I think the idea is to try and nullify him um, and then nullify the team, which works because when he's gone, we went to shit. Um, so, yeah, crazy times. Yeah, it showed that we can, we can play all right. Well, mm -hmm. we can play well with two mm -hmm. of our first-choice spine there. But when it's just Appy... 
Uh, oh, he can't do it. He tried no, as well. I know, like, so we're I know. moving to the Melbourne game now. Yeah. Like, we'll just segue into it. But yeah, look up. He tried, but what a mess of a performance. Yeah, it was one of the most frustrating attacking performances I've seen from us. Me too. In a long time. Probably since like easily 2019. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, since just, since we were struggling when it was like the Malone yeah. Cleary combo wasn't quite working yeah. anymore, and like... weren't clicking. It was um, yeah, tough to watch. It wasn't very interesting. Like oh, I was it quite bored. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring, and um, they just it just was yeah, it was a strange one. Um, yeah, I, was... I'm not worried. I'm not worried from it. No, I'll yeah. be. I'm not worried from it because I know we're getting all these players back. If we weren't getting these players back, I'd be concerned. But they're coming back. They're not gone for the whole season. Um, I feel okay about that. But it wasn't delightful. And no. Yeah. I'm happy. The second half was great. I'm happy we actually ended up keeping it sixteen nil. Um, but I'm really happy to never speak of that game again. Yeah, it felt like like our defense held up, you know, aside from yeah. a couple of lapses. Yeah. Um, a team like Melbourne is going to be good enough to pounce mm. on them. And it shows mm-hmm. that defensively we can still keep up with any team in the competition. But mm-hmm. when we have these attacking players and the creative players mm-hmm. out of the team and we come up against the only other team with defense as good as ours, then there's mm-hmm. going to be issues. Because yep. Melbourne were determined to not let us cross that line. And you know what? Aside from when Viliami Kikau had the ball, they didn't really have too much to worry about. No. Because, like, he he also had a slightly off night, like a couple of errors and stuff, but that's because he was our only attacking outlet, basically. So we went to him more times than we really would have in any other game. Yeah. Because other than that, we just had players who would, sort of run to the outside, run out of space and jink back in and take the tackle, which it worked against Canberra in a way because you can just sort of run at them and fall over the try line, but you can't do that yeah. to Melbourne. And I, I agree in that I'm not worried either because, yeah, these issues are fixed by the players coming back. Yeah, exactly. Um. Also, like, not having someone like Fisher-Harris there really hurts, I believe. Um, We just, we lose that little extra bit of go forward. And when you're missing yeah. your halfback and your 5'8 and your fullback, you yeah. at least hope that you can have that. Um, because it just means that the workload that is then placed upon someone like Isaiah Yo just becomes so much more. And as much yeah. as we love him, he's not, you know, invincible. He can't do literally everything. You know, we've seen, we saw the way that the Blues heavily relied on him too much, you know? Yeah, he, you can't leave it to one man. No. Um, he can't. There was just a massive lack of, like, the community. I think we missed our talkers. Mm, yeah. Like, I think that Nathan, Jerome and... and Dylan, not only are they obviously in our spine, but they talk so much. They're constantly yeah. chatting, like telling everyone where to go. I think I was watching Dylan on the Matty John show and he was saying they like, what's the hardest part of your job? 
said that he said the hardest part of your job is organizing the rest of the 12 people on the field. And that's not something I even realized fullbacks do. I literally thought they just catch a ball, run it up and just support. I didn't realize that was part of his job. And we noticed that big time because yeah. they were just, no one knew what they were doing. Um, so we missed that. Yeah, it shows the the importance of a fullback like Dylan also on the defensive side because totally. something like the Brandon Smith try just wouldn't have happened with Dylan Edwards there. Like I think yeah. that sort of slight mix up in the line wouldn't have happened. And then also he probably would have made at least some contact. <laughs> yeah, on, definitely. On Brandon. Yeah. Um, Bless. You know, I, I, I still love Charlie Staines, but Jesus, I'm running out of yeah. um, I'm running out of excuses I know. for him. Um Me too. It's, it it sucks to see, but um yeah. you know, sometimes you just need to see things like that to know that he yeah. really he he needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, he does. Um, He's wasted. I mean, he does have it, he will be a good asset to a team that's not ours. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. Someone like Sunia Taruva was named to start this week ahead of him, which yeah. probably says a lot. Um, I know that uh, Taruva has now dropped back to 18th man. And Charlie, and, um, yeah, and Charlie's still on the bench. But, yeah. And it, well, someone like Taylor May was a massive miss as well. Because oh, he was. You didn't realise that. Hey, he yeah, does a lot. He's had And he's had the magic touch this year just down near the try line as well. Like, yeah. sometimes there just might not be something on. And mm-hmm. it goes out and it's that magical left edge of, yeah, Luai, Kikau, Tongo and um, Taylor May. And it just ends up in a try where yeah. we probably had a couple of opportunities like that the other night and it just didn't eventuate. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, once again, it just reiterates why I'm not worried. Um, no, I'm not. But if it was, say, a grand final, I... Yeah. Be not in a good place. <laughs> Me either. Um, but yeah, I think the good part is we're getting everyone back, so there's no need to really stress. Um, but I would love to see a better performance tonight. Yeah. Um, playing the Rabbitohs, which is a suddenly super scary prospect with Latrell Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Is he playing? Is he playing? Uh, they said he was in doubt, didn't they? Yeah, but then. But I he's, think he's playing. But then there's been, yeah, there's been nothing from Souths that has indicated that he's yeah. not playing. No, unless they're going to do a late minute, last minute switcher. Let me just look at Fox Sports right now and see um, if there's anything on there. I don't think so. Blake Taff is still listed as 18th man. That's interesting. Yeah, so I guess we'll find out an hour before kickoff. Oh, we'll probably find yeah. out before that because there's a, a New South Wales Cup game before it. Oh, yeah, so we'll see if he plays. Yeah. Um, um, damn. Okay. I, yeah. I, I like love the draw. You know, I, I, I don't. Yeah. yeah I, ne- I never damn. want to play Big it. Time, damn. Damn. Yeah. No. But like, if he absolutely ha- for the best, it's for the good of the trail. We want to make sure he's lovely for the final series. We don't yeah, want exactly. You know, we want him to get that final series for the Rabbitohs. He's been unlucky so far. Could you just imagine though, if he does have like a hamstring issue or something like, or a groin issue? Could you imagine if they play him tonight and they and they um lose him? Yeah, like, it wouldn't, wouldn't honestly, be worth the risk. Taking apart our all our bias, I wouldn't bloody play him if there was any sort of tweak. No, no way. 
That's why um, I'm not even I'm not even that disappointed that Fish is still suspended because I'm like it oh, gives him a rest. Give him a rest, totally. Yeah. Scott Sorensen, he's getting a rest this week. He's got yeah. a mystery injury. Um, yeah, kick out which in I think Canberra. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, we are we're you know boosted by having Dylan back and having Taylor May back. Um, good signs. It's going to be tough, though, against, I mean, we obviously beat Raiders with this, a similar sort of team, but Souths are better than the Raiders, especially with the Trolls. Just like they they annihilated um, Parramatta last week. And you've got to take that with yeah. a grain of salt because who bloody knows what Parramatta are going to turn up with <laughs> and they don't have Moses. But they did. And I'm super nervous for this game tonight. I, I, I have to admit, I don't know if we're going to win this game. Um, I don't know if we're going to win this game. I think we do because okay. I think our best quality is that we make life difficult for teams. And yeah. as amazing as South Sydney have been, one thing we haven't mm-hmm. really seen on this great run of form is how they go when plan A doesn't work. That's true. Versus teams that are very favourable to them. Plus, they got Melbourne at the perfect time. It was like the peak of their injury crisis. Yeah, and that's true. They draw has been. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen that the way a couple of their a couple of the players in their team run hot, and yeah. when they're on, it's great. But sometimes they can lose their heads a little bit, and I think coming up against this team, this Penrith team. It sort of, I think it has the recipe to go very badly for Souths, especially okay. since there's, you know, there's probably an an extra emotional level there for these players at the moment. Yeah. Um, but then the danger is we see the way that they have channeled it perfectly for games against the Roosters in the past couple of years. Yeah. Where it's been a couple of years since the Roosters have even beaten them. And it's um yeah. Yeah, like you I I'm confident that we will maintain our heads and we will sort of we will defend them to death, I think. You know. If it I becomes a scoring if it becomes a scoring contest, then that is perfect for South Sydney. Yes, we need to grind them out. Yeah. Because I was I was at the Parramatta Souths game last Friday and I was sitting behind yeah. the goals and seeing the gaps that Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell and Damian Cook were able to just exploit, it was pretty scary. <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. Those three are so good when they're on. It's ridiculous. Latrell making a ridiculous difference. Yeah, like Latrell, Latrell's the best athlete in the competition, easily. Oh, easily. He can just switch it on. Yeah. It's like Munster, that same type, type of player. They can just, mm. boom. yeah. Yeah, sometimes it just takes Munster, like, like swinging his hips. Yep. And you go, oh, it's over. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the issue is that we don't really have a player like that, especially not right now. Um, yeah. But you know, I I still think we hold them out, and I think there is the presence of Dylan Edwards in attack is going to take a little bit of pressure 
of Isaiah Yo and Api Karasau. Yeah. And it's going to simplify... The natural game. Yeah, it's going to simplify the roles of both Sean O'Sullivan and Jamin Salmon. Yeah. And then, yeah, adding Taylor May back into that back three is really going to help with the set starts and then the finishes down near the try line as well. Um, I just hope that our centres don't have Zach Lomax style games like they did the other night of just flick passing mm-hmm. it into the crowd Wild. a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we had two players play right centre, Stephen Crichton and Rob mm-hmm. Jennings, and they both did it. Mm. Um, yeah. If they can just, just stay composed, you know, like I think they were a bit panicked because they knew that there weren't going to be many opportunities. Like there yeah. are going to be against this South team, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know what, South Sydney, if if you're worried about Latrell at all, just just give Taffy a run. I yeah, see what happens. You know, give Mansour a run. Need... <laughs> <laughs> just think about the health of your players. That's the main thing. Come on, Andrew Demetrio, where's your duty of care? Is that his name? <laughs> no, that's yeah. ja- is it or is it What's Jason? Andrew? Jason. Is it Jason? Yeah, Andrew Demetrio was the AFL CEO. Oh, right, right. Jason Demetrio. Yeah. JD, come on, mate. Do what do what's right. Yeah. Jeez, be a good bloke. (laughs) Um, I also have a a a tweet in my drafts that I really Mm -hmm. want to use and I can't use it if we lose. So (laughs) Can you tell us what it is? Okay. Um, it's just highlighting (laughs) the fact that within the last 12 months we have won both the premiership and the minor premiership against Souths. Oh my God. Love that. Yeah. Um, I never I used really to dislike Souths. You get to use that. And now, and now I no, just have I this vitriol either. towards them. Me too. It, um, it gets, it gets better the worse they get. And then I feel the yeah. hate rising when they get better again. Yeah. Um, 100%. Which is I, what everyone feels like about us. <laughs> When I started supporting rugby league, Souths were like my second team because they came last every year. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hate people teams like that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's why I'm glad we're not anybody else's second team anymore. Same. It's yeah. definitely worth the payoff. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quickly, super quickly, I'm not on Twitter at the moment nothing to worry about nothing bad i'm very healthy um mentally feeling really good just something i have to um i guess take care of um but not a problem nothing for anyone to worry about and i'll hopefully be back in a couple of weeks anyway yeah and like you know it can be you're gonna make the best out of it anyway treat it like you like you said to me yeah i think i needed detox it's like a forced detox in a way um yeah and i think that um, as much as I, I love Twitter so much, it's like I check it. Like my my screen time. Do you guys get those screen time reports? Because it's horrifying. Yeah, Every I, Sunday, I I'm yeah. like, oh my god! And it's on Twitter, and it's. I mean, can't help it. Twitter's so bloody interesting. We're always, you know, people's opinions and all the news comes out first on there, and it's just the NRL has been really delivering lately with all its news. So, um, yeah. But now it's having a little forced detox, um, and yeah. Be back soon. Um, do you have the 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 pickups thing on your screen time? So it shows what. No. Oh, so how many times you pick phone, up and look? Yeah, I do. It's devastating. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I think 
I think, yeah, like the idea that you can treat it as a detox is probably something that we should all do more in general anyway. I agree. It's very easy to yeah. get wrapped up in it. Yeah, um, like it, especially when we can all get a bit negative sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I think I was saying to Jack before we recorded as well, I do feel like there's been a really big improvement this year with Twitter. Like I feel like for me personally anyway, I've noticed um, – I think people think twice before they pile on, which is super important because I've noticed, I mean, even even I've caught myself sometimes where someone says something I don't like or someone says something that is, you know, inarguably not a nice thing to say and I've gone to quote tweet it or screenshot it and project it to the rest of the followers and that even that is not a good thing to do because even though the person who said the comment may have been wrong in the first place, you don't want to then tweet that out to everyone just to pile on to that person. Um, because everyone has a reason um, to be the way they are and we don't know what those reasons might be. So I think even little things like that are worth thinking about because we do get wrapped up in things like that. Um, Yeah, so especially when we're talking about on Twitter all the time, we're talking about issues that people feel really strongly about. I think we saw that through the Manly 7 stuff. Um, I personally feel extremely strongly about inclusivity to the point where I just, I don't understand other people's opinions on that. Um, but I guess we just got to think everyone has their reasons for thinking the way they do and just keep that in mind when we're talking to each other. Yeah, well said. Like, um, it's just, it's so easy to forget sometimes, isn't it? There, there's um, a person. It's not just an account. Like, you're not in an yeah. alternate reality. It's real life. You're talking to a person. Twitter is an account, but we are all, it is real life. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe we should all do that from time to time. Like just take a little break, you know? Yeah. You can do things like set app limits as well on your phone. Totally. Yeah. Um, And just don't like, I don't want to sit here and tell people what to do and not do and stuff like that. But even just getting into two and two and pros on Twitter and stuff like that can be mentally draining, really mentally draining. Oh, I think sometimes time. it's best just to leave it. And sometimes if I have a difference of opinion with someone, I'll just say, okay, you're entitled to that opinion. We're not going to agree. Let's leave it there because yeah. you're not going to convince somebody else, you it's, know. Um, it's just going to be a back and forth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone out there who was worrying, I saw a few um, people yesterday talking about it thinking that um Very she nice. got like suspended or something <laughs> you no. did not get suspended um i, like I didn't that get rumor suspended though. oh that's a hilarious rumor i didn't swear at anybody <laughs> uh, um so it's all good nothing to worry about yeah just to tick off the things you haven't done this week you haven't been suspended you haven't been kicked out of any uh venues um nope. yet yeah, you have not been drug tested by the nrl no, I'm living a clean life this week. Ah, good, good to hear. And you're ready to celebrate. Just this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, just this week. Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're ready to celebrate a Penrith Panthers minor premiership. Oh, can't wait, guys. Let's manifest yeah. it. Yeah. You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Big Cat Chat podcast. 
If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, you can find us on Instagram at Big Cat Chat and on Twitter at Big Cat Chat Pod. Uh, yeah, like we were saying earlier, if there's anyone out there who's gone through you know any issues or whatever and they need to talk to someone, feel free to get in contact with either of us. Yeah. Uh, we are happy to help in absolutely any way we can. And otherwise, I hope everyone has a great week. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.